All right, so um, I guess the title of this is some variation of uh, the racism and or hypocrisy of wokeness. All right. Now, with a title like that, one might assume that I'm coming at this from a conservative perspective, which for anyone that knows me is kind of hilarious because <laughs> I'm anything but a conservative. Um, you know, I, I teach AP economics. Right now, it's June. Uh, the first week of June has just ended. Um, we've been done with our AP economics course for over a month, and yet we still have a month left. This is Taiwan. They have a long school year. And I'm taking that opportunity to present some new material to them. What material would that be, you might ask? Uh, I'm teaching my kids about critiques of capitalism, specifically a Marxist critique of capitalism. So... No, I'm definitely not a conservative. Okay, so what's my criticism? Recently, <clears throat> the New York Times published an article um, about a New York City psychiatrist. Um, this psychiatrist and psychoanalyst was invited to speak at the Yale School of Medicine's Department of Child Study Center. That blows my mind. The name of this psychiatrist and psychoanalyst is Aruna Kilanani. Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, maybe chalk it up to my psychopathic whiteness. Because that's the title of her lecture. Quote, the psychopathic problem of the white mind, end quote. <clears throat> so <laughs> she was invited to speak at Yale. Keep in mind, this lecture counts as a credit for people that are, I guess, enrolled in the School of Medicine's child study program. I'll say that again. This lecture counted as a course credit, okay? Um, so the New York Times wrote up an article about it and I actually went to uh, a Substack page. This is for uh, Barry Weiss, who used to be an op-ed columnist for the New York Times, but quit <clears throat> because she was really sick of a lot of the political correctness that she felt and hostility this is from her description. I'm not validating it one way or the other, but this is the reason she gave for quitting the New York Times. And she's now, I don't know, I guess she's, I'm not even sure what Substack is, to be honest with you. But anyways, she posted um, the audio, an audio recording of this psychoanalyst's lecture. It's insane. Um, there, there's really no good way to put it. There, here's a few quotes. This is the cost of talking to white people at all. The cost of your own life as they suck you dry. There are no good apples out there. 
Let me repeat that. There are no good apples out there. White people make my blood boil. Um, probably the quote that's getting the most coverage. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step, like I did the world a fucking favor. White people are out of their minds and they have been for a long time. We are now in a psychological predicament because white people feel that we are bullying them when we bring up race. Really? All white people? They feel that we should be thanking them for all that they have done for us. They are confused and so are we. We keep forgetting that directly talking about race is a waste of our breath. We are asking a demented, violent predator. Again, white people. Who thinks that they are a saint or a superhero to accept responsibility? It ain't going to happen. They have five holes in their brain. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. It's just like sort of not a good idea. Very articulate. Um, <clears throat> we need to remember that directly talking about race to white people is useless because they are at the wrong level of conversation. Addressing racism assumes that white people can see and process what we are talking about because obviously we're stupid, right? And because we're white, we can't possibly understand what any other uh, type of people are going through. They can't. That's why they sound demented. They don't even know they have a mask on. White people think it's their actual face. We need to get to know the mask. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and along with the the audio file of her lecture. There's also an interview that was conducted. Um, I believe her name is Katie Herzog. I guess she's a podcaster. I'm not familiar with her. And she interviewed um, Dr. Kilanani. And what struck me <laughs> was probably the most amusing thing I've, I've seen in quite some time. According to Dr. Kilanani, gluten intolerance is a manifestation of white guilt over colonialism. Let me say that again. Gluten intolerance. I'm assuming that, well, no, you don't even have to assume that only white people have gluten intolerance because according to her, there are also people of color that adopt the white mind. The white mind. Putting aside uh, whether or not there exists such a thing as a mind, but okay, let's, let's make that assumption because that's very scientific. Um, but anyways, okay. What are you supposed to do with this? Now, here's the thing. She's... She claims that the focus of much of her research and much of her work is delving into the unconscious. So when she's talking about having fantasies about unloading a revolver into every white person she sees or she comes across, you know, she's, she would say that she's being brave because she's being honest about her fantasies and that that's important. It's important that we engage honestly with our emotions. Okay, that's true. But here's the problem. 
while I don't think that she's advocating that people do that necessarily, she's also laying down a justification for that type of action. Because she is saying that white people are bad, that generally speaking, white people are bad. In her own life, in the interview, she talks about, and I, I think she even mentioned this in her, her lecture, she talks about the fact that she got rid of all of her white friends and people that she calls BIPOCs. Uh, I think it's BIPOCs. I think that's the acronym that she uses. Um, these are essentially people of color that have adopted the white mind. Again, let's assume, like children, that there is such a thing as a mind to begin with. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm amazed that this is someone who has an actual license to practice psychiatry. Um, it's amazing to me. <sighs> okay, so, but again, this is someone who, she can hide behind the rationalization that, oh, I'm just speaking for, about my unconscious thoughts. I would never actually do this. Okay, but again, you are saying that white people are bad, that they can't be reasoned with, that you can't have a meaningful discussion about race with them. To the extent that you actually got rid of all your white friends. I, I think she says maybe like 1%. Essentially what it is, okay, she's a narcissist. She's a classic narcissist. What she did is she got rid of everyone who disagrees with her. Everyone who called her out on her racist bullshit, because that's what she is. She's a racist. Anyone who disagrees with her and calls her a racist, if they're white, it's because they're psychopathic whites. If they're not white, it's because they're adopting psychopathic whiteness mentality, the psychopathic white mind very convenient, right? I mean, it reminds me a lot of religion, <laughs> right? You can't, argue, you can't rationally argue with someone like this. You just can't. They're just, they're never going to be wrong. She's never going to be wrong. Um, you're going and, and that just, it amazes me. Okay, so people can be dismissive of someone like this, and it's very easy to be because she's obviously mentally disturbed. She's obviously got issues. I mean, she talks about how she's been, um, how she's experienced racism. She talks about when she was uh, still going through her studies and how she talks about she wanted to have, take a vacation, but she didn't put it on, on the calendar. And so she didn't follow procedure, basically is what she's saying. And because she didn't follow procedure, and they denied her um, her her request that that was proof that they were being racist. Now she does say that well, but these other people um, didn't put it on the calendar either. But again, we're having to take her word over it. And I'm sorry, she just does not seem a very credible person to me.
Okay, so look, someone like this, again, most people are just going to dis dismiss her out of hand and say, you know what? She's a fucking nut. There's no reason to pay attention to her. She doesn't represent a majority of liberals or progressives or wokeness. Okay. But here's the problem. Um, I was watching John Oliver, right? His last episode. And, you know, John Oliver, look, he's... He's one of those people that has good intentions, but because he's a fucking moron, he fucks it up. So John Oliver is doing a segment on Asian Americans and how, you know, this, this very classification of Asian Americans can be dehumanizing uh, because it puts people in a box and there's a wide variety in the people that have been classified as Asian American. And, and also the idea of, you know, how uh, some whites have pitted Asian Americans against other minorities to keep everybody in line, I guess. You know, that's, that's more or less his thesis. And I don't think he's necessarily wrong about that. But here's, here's the problem. Okay, on one hand, he's saying it's racist to dehumanize people by overgeneralizing and not recognizing their individuality. Okay, true. And then he starts talking about white people. <laughs> white people, he's putting all white people in a box, right? I mean, he made, he made, he made a joke about, you know, his face which reminded me a lot of what this nutcase psychiatrist is talking about with white people wearing a mask and saying, oh, you know, uh, I wear my my race on my face or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly what he said. And he was talking about his face being that of a post-colonial whatever. Look, this is the double standard that is driving so many people crazy about so-called progressives because I don't really think they're very progressive because they're hypocrites. It's a double standard. You can't say that, well, it's racist to put people in a box and overgeneralize and not recognize their individual humanity. At the same time, you're doing exactly that to all white people. And in, in that sense, there's a direct line from this, this nutcase psychiatrist and people like John Oliver, right? Is he as extreme as her? No, he's not getting on and saying, I have fantasies about shooting every white people I come across. But just like, you know, when I argue against religion and I say, you know, look, just because you're not, let's say, an, an Islamic extremist, right? You're not an Islamic fundamentalist or a Christian fundamentalist or a Jewish fundamentalist, right? Okay. But here's the problem. The problem is that if you're still a person of faith, part of being a person of faith is that you believe in God and that you believe that these texts, it, at a minimum, represent the inspired word of God. Well, that's a problem, right? It's a problem because 
you can't just be a uh, you know buffet-style Christian or buffet-style Muslim and say, okay, this part represents the inspired word of God, but this doesn't. What, who gives you the right to pick and choose, right? So what you're essentially doing is you're giving cover to those extremists. You're enabling those extremists because what you're saying is if some, if, if some books of the Bible, some Proverbs are in fact the word of God, well, they all are. Right, and you know, I you know, I talk to Christians who say, "Well, that was the Old Testament. That was the old angry God." So God had a personality change from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Now all of a sudden, He's the God of love. Never mind the fact that hell didn't really exist in the Old Testament, but it does in the New Testament. And in fact, in the New Testament, people are condemned for eternity to hell for what they do in. A few decades of life on earth? That sounds pretty cruel to me. I don't know how that could possibly represent a fundamental shift away from an angry God of the Old Testament. But look, the point is that people like John Oliver, I'm sorry, they're still buying into that same double standard, that same hypocrisy that enables people like the psychiatrist, the extremist. It's very simple. If you don't want to be a racist, great. Don't be a racist. Don't be a fucking hypocrite. Let me explain something to you people. Let me let me let me mansplain and white splain. Right? That's that's what I'm going to be accused of, of course, because that's that's how we have discussions nowadays. We don't want to actually hear what the other side has to say. We don't want to actually hear what our critics say. We want to attack their character. We want to assassinate their character so that we don't have to engage with them, honestly. That's fine, whatever. All those people can go fuck themselves. But for those people that actually want to have a dialogue, that actually want to have a meaningful conversation, let's be honest, okay? Racism wasn't existed I mean, it wasn't invented in America. Sorry. If you believe that, you're a fucking idiot. You have no concept of history. Are you telling me that racism was invented in America? Have we forgotten how the Egyptians treated various races and peoples? The Babylonians? Have we forgotten? Even today, Miss Kilanani is... She descends from Indian heritage. Now, I'm assuming that she was born in America. I've got no reason not to assume that. But her parents were Indian, or at least one of them were, right? What about in India? Is there racism in India, Miss Kilanani? Dr. Kilanani. <laughs> I mean, although I don't understand how you got your degree. You know, I, I will give you respect. You, 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 you did get it somehow. <laughs> um, but are you aware that there's racism outside of the U.S.? No, of course. Your explanation for that is well, these other societies, especially in India, it's a post-colonial society. Yes, 
racism never existed until India encountered the British, right? Yeah. Um, again, it's a fundamental ignorance of history. You're, you're deceiving yourself. I'm not saying that racism isn't a problem. It absolutely is in the U.S. But to pretend like you, the U.S. is unique, it's not. I've lived in Asia for four years now. It's definitely not unique. Um, I lived in China for over two years. Plenty of racism in China. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I agree with the idea that we should be treating each other as individuals. We should be judging each other as individuals. But you're not doing that. You're picking and choosing. Again, you're just as bad as the racists that have apparently caused you to go fucking nuts. And you're only making the problem worse. You can't tell me that you know my mind, that you know my thoughts, that you know how I feel about any race. You can't tell me that because you don't know me. I'm sorry, just because you've uh, had therapy sessions with some white people, that doesn't make you an expert on the entirety of the white race. And I don't even believe there is such a thing as the white race. Are you aware, doctor, that there were whites who immigrated to America that were treated like shit? Are you aware the Irish and the Italians had their turns being treated like shit? Now, were their experiences as bad as African-Americans? No. Were they as bad as Chinese-Americans? I would say probably not. You know, I didn't, I, I don't recall there being a, an Irish Exclusion Act or an Italian Exclusion Act. All right. But my point is that, you know, you should take this subject a bit more seriously and really try to understand the roots of racism. Where does it come from? Have you read any of the evolutionary bio biologists that have tried to tackle this subject and have theories about how racism is a, is a form of tribalism that is almost uh, manifested from some sort of Darwinian impulse, right? This fear of the other, that's pretty primal. And it served an evolutionary purpose because there was a time when not being afraid of others could get you killed, right? Um, or you could lose whatever it is you had. I mean, we're talking about hunter-gatherer hunter societies, of course. And yes, we've evolved since then. We have civilizations now. And, you know, we're trying as much as we can to evolve as a species. But we can't deny the fundamental biological reality of where this stuff comes from. We should try to understand it. 
and not, I mean, this is just, it's an easy out, right? It's an easy out. And here's the problem. The problem is you've got a lot of people, and I know these people. I grew up in the South. I know a lot of people who, they're decent people. But when they see people like the psychiatrist, they say, you know what? These people, they're not, they're not pushing for a fair society. They're not pushing for an equal society or an egalitarian society. No. They're simply pushing to invert the paradigm of oppression. And people like this nutcase psychiatrist, they legitimize that argument. And so a lot of these people that wouldn't otherwise be racist, they say, you know what? They they're going to succumb to their tribal instincts. And they're going to say, okay, if it's um, siding with them, which is basically going to be my own demise, <laughs> or siding with my kind, what do you think they're going to do? You're, you're, you're turning this into a situation of self-preservation. And it, I just, I can't for the life of me understand how you can't see how your rhetoric, your hateful, disgusting fucking rhetoric is self-defeating. You're perpetuating this shit. <laughs> I just... And, you know, I, and I looked on Twitter at some, some of the comments that were being made. And there were a lot of critical comments, but there were still people that, you know, these woke idiots that were supporting her. And, you know, some other, other tweets would, would call them out and they would just double down on her stupidity. And they would be like, yeah because I have those fantasies too. Or, or there was one person that, that was even saying that, that we should be turning that fantasy into a reality. I'm just like, what? So you want a race war? Really? That's what you want? That's gonna help things? I just don't see it. And, and it, you're just... And again, there's a direct line between people like that and John Oliver. Now, John Oliver is too stupid to understand his own hypocrisy and his double standard. But this doctor, she has a degree. She has a license. This is her specialty. She should know better. <laughs>